This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303 mile range, available two-way charging and other category defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250 plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. So recently, we were in Austin, Texas, and we were gifted one of the most thoughtful gifts anybody has ever given us. And we have been the recipients of a lot of thoughtful Mm -hmm. gifts because we have incredibly thoughtful, detail-oriented fans who just know us so well and care so much about Boy Meets World and have given us so many thoughtful gifts, but we were truly blown away by this particular gift. It was given to us by a kind gentleman named Ray Batts, and I'm going to let the two of you describe what this gift was. Oh, it's so amazing. I mean, it was so incredible. Do you want to start? You taught me how to play, so why don't you okay. start? So um, as we've mentioned on the show before, I... I'm a huge Magic the Gathering fan. Mm-hmm. And since the age of 12, 13, when yeah. my brother bought a pack of Unlimited, uh, which is the one of the early editions, a uh, pa- pack of Unlimited, and we learned how to play. So by the time, by first season of Boy, I was already playing. Yeah. And, um, and then I got Will into it, and we would play backstage. And, uh, and then I kind of fell out of it, but then I got back into it in my 30s and have been playing more recently um, and having, you know, but so Will, we played, let's see, we played after Shiloh's heart surgery. Remember when yeah. he was recovering, you came yeah. over and we played Magic all day. Uh, yeah. So that was probably the last time, it was uh, like five years ago. Um, anyway, 
we've been talking about playing magic on this show and mm-hmm. Ray, who is a game designer um, in, in, in his own right, um, decided to make us custom Magic the Gathering decks yes. where each card is an original card based on either an in-joke from Boy Meets World mm-hmm. or a, a reference to something that we've talked about on this podcast. And it is a fully playable deck of magic. Three fully playable decks yeah, of magic. Yes. One we each for each got one, one. We each got one. And they're yeah. commander decks. So the commanders of the decks are based on us. So mine is Rider Eternal Night Holder. And uh, based on the mechanics of the game, you add shirt tokens to my uh Commander. So I, I am a, a legendary planeswalker and human director who gets shirt tokens so I can have too much shirts yep. as my magic character. Uh, there's a artifact card that is the jacket, which is a reference to the leather jacket that I've yeah. lost. Um, there's a uh, a creature called the mailbox bomber based on the <laughs> fact. Like, there are so many references. I mean, it's an endless... And, and, and he had artwork created... Uh, for through, every card. For every card, which yeah. he did through AI. There's a Shady Melon card. Yeah. Shady Melon. Eskimo of Halted Progress, which is a creature who gets in your way. I mean, and he he figured out, there's an Angela's Purse artifact. Mm-hmm. He figured du- out all yeah. these things. Like I have du- I have Duckies, the Horses of the Ocean, which is a flying creature. Um, there is, uh, fo- there's one that's just called phone acting, which is an instant. Yep. Oh. We all have that uh, one. I mean, there's all these, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the Feeny call, the caller of Feeny is a, yes. another instant card you can use. Yeah. My commander deck is, um, it's, uh, will the caller of merch. I mean, yes. and you get these merch tokens as you're going and they are right. so every card is so clever and I am not kidding when I say we got them. He handed them to us. We could have sat there right then and gone through every card, but obviously we we're doing our meet and greets, so we didn't have time, so we had to put them aside. I came home and I spent a joyous hour yeah. going card by card and looking at every single one of these things. They are yeah. incredible. And he yeah. says you can play it with other magic decks too. So yes, it's not even like, I thought maybe it was only playable within the three of us, but it actually integrates with the regular rules of magic. Oh. So... Yeah, man, so impressive, so thoughtful, and just so fun and funny and uh, touching. Like, really yeah. genuinely touching, like, yeah. the, the amount of thought and energy. And, like, I shared this with my 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 fellow magic geeks who I play with. I, like, immediately, like, texted them. I was like, look at this! And they were like, <laughs> that is insane. Like, yeah. it, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. It is. It's it's so cool. Wait, I think we have one. Do we have one up? Yeah, we have so- a photo. Wow. Oh, look at these. I mean, yeah. just look at so these. See. So we will post these photos on Instagram so you guys can appreciate them as well. The mailbox uh, bomber. Yeah. And I'd like to give a special yeah, shout yeah. out to, I believe, his wife who was there with him, who also was putting in, she said, I was the official sleever. So yeah, she was the person <laughs> was. who was putting them in individual sleeves. And she said, I was a part of this as well. And she most certainly was. So thank it you so was much, Ray. So yeah. Cool. And he also, he said to us, he kind of, he like handed us the cards and then he kind of ducked his head a little bit. He said, I hope you don't mind, but I I inserted myself too. And so there's a Ray card. There's There's actually one of the cards is for Ray. And it was just, it was 
the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. So, very great cool. Gift. Great. So you guys continue to amaze us and we just uh, absolutely love seeing you at our live shows, which by the way, we are still rescheduling those live shows that we had to cancel for December. It has been a little bit difficult to find uh, a time when those venues have had availability. So I just want you to know they are being rescheduled. We look forward to seeing you all and hopefully being able to announce those dates very soon. Hello, Connecticut. Pod Meets World Live is coming to you, my hometown. Now, my two co-hosts have had their fun with their little jokes and insults, but now it's time for every single one of you to put down your butter churns and drive your carriages, I kid my fellow nutmeggers, down to the Bushnell Theater in Hartford on March 17th, right near where I was born. It is going to be a very special night for a very awesome state. Now, more behind-the-scenes stories, interactive games, questions and answers, those are certainly on the agenda, but I also have to imagine that our costume contest there, where you can dress as anything from Boy or Pod Meets World, cough, cough, grappling hook is going to go off the winner gets a legit 90s boy meets world script signed by all of us from my personal collection because as you know i don't throw anything away and tickets are available now hartford connecticut the bushnell theater on march 17th i can't believe i finally get to say that go to podmeetsworldshow.com right now to join us oh i can't wait to see you there welcome to pod meets world i'm danielle fischel i'm Ryder strong and i'm will the caller of feeney <laughs> We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what, what, what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You are right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books Company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh... Every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. 
Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment Professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. I think we can all agree that one of the more fever dream episodes of Boy Meets World was the New Year's themed set piece focused train of fools. And since we hadn't yet traveled through time to the 50s when we first rewatched Eric force a kiss on Charisma Carpenter, we didn't think it could get more bananas. Then Mr. B and definitely not Potsy, came along and took that title. But Train of Fools had its day in the sun. And one of the very high points of this chaotic episode was the work of actor Wesley Jonathan, who played TJ, a fellow teen stuck with us on New Year's Eve, whose main focus was getting the party started. And during our season two wrap-up with Bra Meets World, when we asked who they wanted to see stop by for season three, they were quick to mention Wesley a rare black actor on our set who was also known for starring in the NBC sitcom City Guys. Then, What I Like About You, opposite Jeannie Garth and Amanda Bynes, for 86 episodes. He'd been seen on Sister Sister, Moesha, Smart Guy, A Different World, Boston Public, and was one of the stars of the glorious 2005 skating movie, Roll Bounce. He has done it all, including work with one of us a little more recently. And now we are excited to start the party on Pod Meets World with this week's exciting guest. Let's welcome Wesley Jonathan. Hey! Yes! Hello. What's up, y'all? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing all right. Good. Man, another person coming on who looks exactly the same. Yes. <laughs> Has not aged. Oh, uh, well, thank you. You guys look good too. Thank you. Uh, we made you watch your episode last night, and we will get into into our memories of working together later. But what did you think about the episode now, watching it nearly thirty years later? Um, I watched. Let's see. I have a nine year old uh, little girl, and she's just now. I mean, she's always known me to be an actor, but like it's just now starting to resonate with her. So she's watching right. all the old shows on stream, you know, streaming. <laughs> 
Yeah. She looked at it, and the first thing she thought was the same thing I thought is like, what's with the hair? <laughs> 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 so, yeah, man, I looked back and was like, oh my God, what was I thinking? But when I think about it, it was like, it was that was people were doing that. That's what they were doing. But it was just like, my hair was just crazy. It was like, oh my oh, dude, God. I was doing that. That's how bad it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's also yeah. Boy Meets World, which is very hair centric. Uh, very, very hair centric. Very hair centric. Oh. Yes. Oh man, all about the hair. I know, and we're not even making any mention of the fact that Mr. Feeney is on an ad in the subway. Like, there's there's just some weird meta weird moments stuff. that yeah. are just like not really. They don't really make a whole lot of sense. I mean, Eric is trying to kiss a supermodel who wants to date a high schooler, which is... <laughs> which that's like the fourth weirdest thing. So that's that's how you know the episode's bizarre when that's like the fourth weirdest thing and out there. And you're on the subway by yourself. Yeah. Like, just ready to party? Like, what is going on? <laughs> Are you ready going anywhere? Like... <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Okay, so let's take it back. We like to start with some origin story stuff. Okay. You were just nine years old when you started acting, right? Yes, I was about nine, yep. Okay, we've noticed that like nine or ten seems to be a very common age to like jump into the entertainment industry. Did your parents get you into it? Um, yes. Well, my mom, uh, because I was raised you know, in a single family home, uh, my mom and a cousin of mine, um, she was an, an actress and they, I would always, I was always dancing. I wanted to be a singer and a dancer originally. Mm -hmm. I've been dancing since I was like four or five years old. So I wanted to be, I wanted to be bigger than Michael Jackson in my little mind. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was always dancing at like, you know, reunions and, you know, family gatherings and weddings and anywhere I would see a reflection of myself, grocery store, I would, I would be moonwalking or dancing and doing something. So amazing. Um, it came like they, they had a conversation and they were, you know, like and they sat me down and I'll never forget it because this is like right when Nintendo had just like roughly, I guess, came out. It was like the, the gold Zelda and it was just like, you know, oh, like, yeah. we, didn't, we didn't have any money. You know what I mean? And so they sat me down and like, hey, would you want to do like commercials and and uh, TV and stuff like that. You know, you can buy Nintendo games and <laughs> they're trying to lure me into this thing. I was like, <laughs> you know, and I didn't care. I was like, I don't, you know, yeah, of course I want those things, but like, I just like to perform. So I'm right. like, the first thing I said was, could I sing and dance? And they're like, well, yeah, it's all, you know, it's all the same, you know, same thing. I'm like, okay, sure. So what do I have to do? And then uh, they they got some headshots taken, some eight by tens, old classic black and white eight, eight by 10 shots. And it's, um, I don't know what they did. They, they, I ended up getting an interview with an agency, uh, Herb Tannen, which is a really popular agency. Oh, yeah. I, I remember yeah. that agency. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> and uh, I got an interview with uh, Herb Tannen, and I went in there, and, uh, you know, it was, a, it was, a, it was a, a white lady, Joyce Stevenson, who was my agent for many, many years, even up until recently, as she was, like, uh, managing like, my commercial area, but she passed away about a couple of years ago. But mm -hmm. she took me in a room with another white guy, whatever the case may be, and they asked me questions. What did I like to do? And I said, dance. And they were like, oh, you like to dance? Will you dance for us? And I said, sure. And they were like, you want some music? And I was like, oh, no, I got the music in here. They're like, you sure? And I was like, yeah, they were like, well, why? I was like, well, because 
that y- y'all y- your music is different from mine. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, please don't yeah, play me please any don't, of your music. Please don't put on your music. Oh, yeah, no. I'm not, I'm Hit play on Peter, Paul, and Mary. Paul and God. Paul and the Magic Dragon. Metallica and, you know, and, yeah. uh, you know let, different let, dancing. Let, different yeah, dancing, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I liked Guns N' Roses at the time. I was like, I can't dance to that. So, yeah. um, so I ended up just, you know, doing a little something, and uh, they ended up signing me. I mean, right on, you know, right on the spot, pretty much. And 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 uh, after that, went on a few auditions. And the one thing about me is I had no acting experience. The only thing I did have was that I wasn't. I was uh, one of those kids that could take direction. I wasn't. Most of us who are kid actors, you guys know, we we don't. We're not normal. <laughs> Right. <laughs> that's fair enough. I think that's I fair. What you're talking about. I think that's fair. So normal. Yeah, yeah. So normal. Right. Uh-huh. So it's like I was one of those kids like a robot. You, you tell me go there, say that, and you stand over here and say that, yep. and wait for this cue, and that was it. And uh, my first job uh, was Twenty One Jump Street, the, the TV show with Johnny Depp. Like wow. you were on Twenty One Jump Street. Which episode? His first job. Yeah, I was. I was on the episode with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Actually. Um, wow. And it was a pretty nice role. I opened up the show with another kid, and then we closed the show. It's about basketball and drugs and crack. And um, Jesus, yeah, wow. man, it was, it was a great show. show. That was a great show. Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, it was a great show, and I didn't really know the severity. Like we flew to Vancouver, shot for two weeks, and uh, when I flew back, and they finally, you know, let us know when it was going to air. And I told all the kids at school, all my friends and teachers that, yo, you remember I was absent and I went to go shoot the show. And, you know, and uh, I, I had never as a kid watched the show. I just knew the theme song, you know what I mean? Because, again, I was musically, yeah. like, you know, inclined. So the night of the show airing, I watched it and I cringed. I I, I, absolutely, I was just like, as a kid going, oh, my God, I sound like that. I look like that. Are you kidding me? It was, it was awful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, and again, being kid actors, I'm a little, you know, weird. I'm, I'm not, you know, the typical kid be like, yeah, you know, but it wasn't that case. I was very like, I don't like that. If I do it again, I got to do it better. And um, when I went to school, the kids, well, you know, everybody went crazy, man. Everybody was bugging out that whole day. That was what made me go, ah, now I must feel that again. I got yeah. power in this. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> That's that drug. That's yeah. the drug yeah. you got the first time. Yep. So afterwards, I was like, you know, after school, I was. I mean, that whole day I didn't do anything. I was just looking at the clock, waiting for like the, the bell to ring and mom to pick me up to be like, "Yo, what's next? What's the next audition? I gotta get it." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, that was yeah. That was the beginning of how. And then after that, I started watching uh, TV shows. Really. Uh, 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 in more depth, like, you know, Three's Company and Growing Pains and and uh, just, you know, that whole the whole genre, who's the boss? And we can go on and on and, and, and right. you know, different strokes. Uh, those are the things that, you know, you grew up watching. And I would just remember and listen to the rhythm and the comedy beats, the laughs, the holes, even at that age. Interesting. And and it was like, all right, you know, so then when I got my shot to do different shows, it was like I started putting my little flag and guest star and all, you know, all the different shows. And uh, Boy Meets World, what's, I'm sure, Danielle, you, you, you're going to ask about that and how I got that, because there was a little story behind that one. I do. Yeah. I want to get into that. But before we get into that, I want to talk about City Guys, because oh, our, yeah. our listeners were very excited when w- they knew we would be talking to you. How old were you when you were the star of City Guys? Yeah, I, I got City Guys, I think, right when I was 
17, getting ready to be 18. I was like, it was like transition. I think that from the, from the, yeah, I was about 17, 18. Yep. Yeah. And uh, that was, it's funny because city guys, seeing this goes to show you, but I had already been in the business, you know, almost 10 years, you know what I mean? Pretty much, you know, a little under 10 years. And even then just having been on a, quite a few guest starring roles and looking at my peers, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know. City Guys is weird because that was a very, very, I didn't want to be, I didn't mind doing one season in my mind. I was like, cool. Oh. I, you know, the thing about it was that it was Saturday morning. Right. Mm. I I wanted to be on primetime. Right. I wanted to be where y'all was at. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, t- I, I mean this very respectfully. It was a little like Ryder Strong on our show, who was by the time then he got Boy Meets World was already, this was like his third or fourth major show. He was mm-hmm. a little like, yeah, this isn't it. what I really want to be doing. This is like, right. he felt a little like he was slumming it a bit on Boy Meets World. <laughs> and he, right. he was like, this yeah. is keeping me from all this real stuff I'm supposed yes. to be doing. Totally. Well, and did you feel like you were? It was taken away from music too. Were you still like thinking you were going to be into music? Or no, no, not really. I mean, even during that time, I was playing around with it, but I wasn't really serious because I think once I got once the acting bug hit, it, it kind of over overrode. Yeah, it took yeah. over. So yeah. for me, though, the same feeling, Ryder, was that I felt like City Guys at first. Well, not for many years actually. I felt City Guys that was like, okay, here we are, shooting at Sunset and Gower. Where stage four, I think it was Married with Children's old uh, old uh, stage, mm-hmm. and we we were shooting in between Moesha, which I had guest starred on, and the Parkers, and here are my peers on you know prime time or you know night time. They're making yeah. Big, yeah, three times yeah. as much money, and it's like, yep. and I'm here, and I'm like, I'm stuck in this contract, and I'm like, yo, I, I'm good enough to be over there or over you know totally. doing something, yeah. So it was like that immature, very immature kind of mentality where it was like, hey, listen. Your average eighteen-year-old is not making the money that you make. That's mm-hmm. first off, and but I couldn't see that at the time. I mean, they told me then when I would I would cry when I was like, uh, I couldn't do a film because we we're shooting, or I couldn't do yes. this. You know that that, right. that tug of war, right? So um, over the years, they would tell me, "Listen, once it's all over, you're gonna you're gonna look back and you're gonna appreciate it, yada yada yada. You're gonna just have the memories and blah blah blah." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." And but to make a long story short, they were absolutely right. City guys, <laughs> I owe everything to, to for me to even be to move on to what I like about you with Amanda Bonds right after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- that show gave me a foundation of uh, just everything from from really, really appreciating what you have, being taught. To, I'm being paid to go to school pretty much. That that was mm-hmm. training, you know, uh and being paid for it. You know, yes, it was Saturday morning, but I made the best of it. I said, okay, look, Saturday morning, it was the first show on Saturday morning that a black, you know, black kid or a black guy was starring in. No yes. other show had ever seen that. They had never seen a, a female, a black African-American female as a principal. You know, that was our yeah. Mr. Mr. Belden. Mm-hmm. They had never seen that. They had never seen a rap song in, in, in the beginning. Right. You know, those things. So I said, okay, I sat back and, and after I knew that we were in for the long haul, what can I do? to make this show even more different. So I started growing out my hair, wearing, you know, braids and, and, and French braids and cornrows and, and my hair. Um, and then I encouraged 
the the other uh, the Stephen Daniel, the other guy who played L Train on the show, I said, man, grow your hair out, man. Let's 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 yes. let's treat this up. If they really want, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying as much as we can, you know what I mean? Right. And um, they gave us a lot of leadway on that show. So I mean, I, I City Guys was one, of, and then again, people to this very day still remember that show. Absolutely. Well, it's I- the, that's the thing about Saturday morning is so interesting. It's a weird combination because it's less people watching, but more kids. So in a way, you're you're you can almost be more important in people's lives on a Saturday morning show because kids sit there and they're just stuck to the TV. And so, you know, you get kind of adults watching the primetime shows and adults and kids. But, man, you've got that audience of kids just sitting there staring. I mean, you can make a lot of difference on a Saturday morning show. And was created by Peter Engel, who's the same creator of Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, it already had a following just because of that alone. He had that whole block. Yeah. And really amazing of you to recognize even back then as a teen where you're, you know, we all have that same experience where we look back at ourselves as teens and we think, man, if I could tell myself one thing, it would be to appreciate it more. Yes. But really, truly incredible and admirable that you realized even back then that even though it wasn't exactly where you wanted to be, the potential for you to break glass ceilings everywhere, all around yeah. you was there and you you did it. And you, you like, I, it's just, that's really great. I love that you were even aware of that back then. Our very own Trina McGee appeared on three episodes oh, of City Guys. Do you remember right. working with her? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. In fact, I still, uh, I think I think me and her follow each other on one Instagram, I think yeah. it is. Uh, yes, Trina, um, it was weird because when Trina got, she, I think she, yeah, she did like three episodes as my girlfriend. The thing about when Trina got on there was that I knew her because of the show, but it was ironic that the episode that I did, she wasn't, or even was yeah. it the season that she wasn't a part of? She yet? wasn't there. Yeah, she wasn't there. Yeah. She joined us in season five, and okay, your your episode was season three. Three, right? Okay, so yeah, that's what it was, and we I think we talked about it briefly with her, and I, I she I don't think she had any idea until I told her. I was like, you know, I was on I was on Boy Meets World years ago. I just don't <laughs> know what what you know what uh, what year I kind of lost what year it was, but um, Trina was sweet. She was cool, man. Um, and I'll tell her in her face, she's crazy as a road lizard. Uh, <laughs> I tell her in the face, yeah, I love her to death. She's crazy as hell. Uh, but, but yeah, man, we had, we had, we, we, it was, it was cool, man. You know what I mean? I thought that, I thought it was great to have she represented, you know, uh, as a young black woman on uh, Boy Meets World. I thought that was really cool, and that was a nice spot for her. So yeah, she did. Uh, yeah, that's how small those worlds intertwine, man. Now, uh, you guys had some really great guest stars. I'm going to name a few other guest stars that you had, yeah. and you can tell me if you remember them. And truthfully, Ryder and I barely remember anybody, so don't feel bad. <laughs> but Adam Brody was a guest star. He was customer yes. number two. Yes. <laughs> big part. Big part. Customer number two. <laughs> customer number two. <laughs> of course he remembers that one. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Bravo housewife Kyle Richards played Katie. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Jerry Turtle Ferrara was delivery boy. Turtle, yep. Yep. Sarah Shahi played cheerleader. Wow. And Vanessa Lachey was hot girl. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, did anybody on this show actually have names or was everybody <laughs> just delivery guy and hot girl? Me, you know what's crazy about this? We just, as a cast, we joke about this when we get together. We like, do you understand? Oh, we got 98 degrees. There were, oh, you, you, there's a lot of people you still didn't name. I know still you can't name everybody. But Sherman Hemsley, uh, who played Mr. Oh, George really? Jefferson. Yes, wow. George Jefferson, uh, Sherman, uh, oh. Sherman Hemsley, did an episode. Um, 
98 Degrees, as we know, uh, they did an episode. So ironically, you know, Vanessa Lachey. Yeah, Vanessa. Yeah. Wow, you could have set them up. <laughs> right, could have. You could have. Um, but but they didn't. Show, let me tell you guys, we laugh because we're like, dude, everybody, I mean, everybody ran through our show city guys yeah. and they all became big bona fide stars blowing up <laughs> right. and, and right. They, we look at each other like what happened with us <laughs> exactly you guys were holding down the fort and everybody's yeah, we, just moving through yeah. yeah dude we're the launching pad for everybody else's career totally. and they take off and we don't i mean adam brody uh, I mean, come, come on dude. it's crazy uh, yeah so I, i'm funny. sorry i have to ask because i am a television fanatic it is it's my my first love what was it like working with Sherman Hemsley? I mean, he, television royalty. Yo, when he, trust me, I, I can't believe it. I, I, I think about it now. Again, that's me being spoiled and just, I, first of all, again, grew up watching Jeff, uh, Jefferson's. I, yes. I, when, he, when we got him, I was like, yo, exactly. Like, oh, this is legendary. It's iconic. You know, Sherman Hemsley, George Jefferson. Like, you know, and he was such a cool dude, man. He was, he was, it was probably one of the, he couldn't get it. Matter of fact, here's a quick story. There was a scene we did and he couldn't get his line correctly. And, you know, he's, he's getting older at the time. You know what I mean? He couldn't get his lines right. And he was so frustrated with himself. We were doing a live studio audience at that time. That's just back when we all had, you know, the audience. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, uh, he couldn't get his line, man. And he said, he must have dropped an F-bomb or something. <laughs> <laughs> and at the time, you had to be there, but to see George Jefferson curse out right. of frustration <laughs> was so dang funny. I was in tears to the point to where they had to stop and pull me in because I, I was crying. Makeup was coming crying. off my face. Oh, my God. And I said, dude, George Jefferson in that person. And the whole audience of kids was like, ooh. <laughs> so... He was great. Uh, it's about as humble as they can be. Uh, oh, I love that. It's cool as a fan. I'm glad. I, but I didn't. Here's the thing. I didn't. I, I can't find. I didn't get a picture with him. Oh. I didn't no. get it. I didn't get a picture with him. I can't believe it. I'm looking through all my old stuff. I mean, yeah, screen time, but I didn't get an actual still picture. And to this very day, I was like, what was I thinking? You know, but, yeah. I don't know. It's funny because you can't, especially as a kid, you can't imagine a future where photographic evidence is going to mean a lot to you. You're like, I've worked with, I'm working with this person. I worked with them all week. I have the memories. It was not, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm living in the moment. But then 30 years later, when you're still sitting here and you're talking about these people that are icons and that you got to share time with them, it's so crazy how important that like tangible proof of your previous life becomes to you, you know? Yeah, no, so, you're right. You're absolutely right. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what, what, what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You are right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books Company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. 
They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh... Every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment Professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. I promise we're going to get to Boy Meets World, but you have so many things I'm excited <laughs> to talk to you about. So I want to talk to you about Roll Bounce, where you, oh, okay. as right, okay. disco champion sweetness, acted yes. and roller skated with Bow Wow, <laughs> Megan Good, Nick Cannon, Mike Epps, and Shy McBride. And Charlie Murphy and yes. a slew of others. Yes. Okay. What memories do you have from that set? And how many bruises did you end up with? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's a whole nother podcast for us to, to, to share <laughs> the, the how I got that role. Um, Talk about it. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to try to sum, sum, you know, sum it up you guys know when they call us sometimes you have a relationship with a casting director and they'll call you up and to do a um a table read for a new project that hasn't yep. you know they haven't bought oh, yeah, it yeah. yeah exactly so they called me in uh and wanted me to come in and just help with this table read they're selling this movie roll bounce and then you know producers wanted to see if they liked it and yada yada just you know the very very beginning skeletons of it and um it was funny because me and Dion basco who's on city guys we were a part of this table read. Make a long story short, they loved the film. Twentieth uh, 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 
uh, Fox Searchlight uh, ends up putting money up behind it to get it up on its feet. All right, so I'm like, okay, cool. You know, and I read the character Sweetness uh, at that time. And then come to find out they, you know, end up wanting me to audition for it. Now, in my mind, I'm going, well, I just did my audition, but it's <laughs> yeah. ego, right? Ego. So it's like, all right, fine. I love the role. I love the film. It was a great, you know, great script. I- I'll go in and audition for it. Uh, you know, in my mind, like, oh, it's fair, but fine. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I go in, audition, you know, the process, call back, come back, and then you don't hear nothing, quiet. Now, at the time, so you guys know, this is intertwined. At the time, I was shooting What I Like About You. We were in our probably, this was like the fourth season, yeah, like third or fourth season in. So let me pause frame on that because that's a part of the story, uh, What what I Like About You. So come to find out, I I don't hear anything for a while, and come to find out they're shooting Roll Bounce in Chicago, and I'm like, well, the only only role they hadn't casted was sweetness was my character and i was like when i found out i was like what's what's up with that and they were like well they're trying to figure out if they want it's a true story they want usher to play sweetness or omarion from b2k to play oh my god okay these two people were up all right now the, the 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 studio looked like me but they would have rather had obviously usher or omarion because why the studios are being counters they they, they yep. it's, it's all about the draw right but me as an actor as an artist i'm saying it's ridiculous i'm so tired of fighting this constant battle of you know political th- issues where it's like look you you got bow wow who's already the star of this film you put yeah. usher or omarion now you got a music video it's not a film anymore all right you guys right. are music artists there, hire so. an actor yeah <laughs> thank you yeah. so yeah, it's yeah. a struggle we all have right so then it's like um malcolm lee calls me the director and says hey man i'm i'm, I'm fighting for you for this what, what, what's you know what's going on you're, you're locked i mean they were he's locked into a show yada 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 that was an issue so warner brothers i had to you know it was crazy i fought really hard so i told i told him i said look man i said why you want to do this role because the role didn't have my agents, managers, nobody wanted me to. They're like, this role doesn't even speak. He doesn't even do anything. They didn't see what I saw. I said, he doesn't have to speak. You don't understand. I was like, um, it, it, it's the character, every young man, old man, and you know, middle-aged man wants to be sweetness. Every young middle-aged or older woman wants to be with sweetness. I said, this dude's got to be funny. He's got to be sexy. He's got to be scary. He's got to be all these colors or you don't have a villain you don't have a, you know so he was like man all right i'm sold let me call you back yada 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 hangs up the phone i'm telling now i'm fighting i'm going to call him you know everybody the execs you know what i like about you and i'm the writers so i'm like look man gotta let me yeah you gotta let yeah. me out gotta if let me it out. comes down Please. to me i said yeah i will listen write me out for because it overlapped perfectly i just would have missed one episode Ugh. so that's one week right we all know that right so i said Dude, just I'll forfeit the, the bread, just you know, the money. Just wipe me out, bail me out, keep the money. I don't I don't need it. Just 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 make some arrangements to where you guys let me go to Chicago for two months and do this movie. And <clears throat> they were reluctant. They, they they felt my passion and my pain through it and uh ultimately ended up doing it. Ooh. Now keep in mind, I didn't know how to skate prior to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> You don't need to for a skating movie. Ryder, that's exactly what happened. Ryder, I got the role, hung up the phone, was like, yeah, I got it. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh. I can't skate. (laughs) Baby. (laughs) 
So I, I was like, that is oh like the God. most actor thing to do, it by is. the way. Yeah, right? It is, right? So what do you need? I, I can juggle? What? You need an accent? I can do it. <laughs> yeah, I can do it all. Don't even worry about it, right? Oh, my God. So, um, so what happened was I ended up um, I ended up getting the role, and I flew. I had a week to fly out, so I'm thinking to myself, I can't, I can't skate. So I went and bought some skates to see how bad I really was. And when I put them on and went to like, I was living in an apartment in like an alley, my alleyway, and I was like, oh my gosh. Oh God, what a, cause I could dance. Dancing is the easy part, but skating was a whole nother beast. Oh. So you had a I, week, you had a week. Well, I had a week before I flew, flew, yeah. flew out. Right, but but, I did, but, but when we when we got there though, they put us through skate boot camp. So okay, I trained. Okay, okay. I trained from like eight a.m. to six p.m. from every day with like pro- pro- professional, you know, skaters, and um, because of legal purposes and insurance purposes, we all had doubles, right? Yeah, sure. But I, I was not into that because my double, he was great. He was fantastic. But I wanted to show people that I did most of my stuff. So I was like, I was obsessed. I would go from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the skating rink, take my skates home, and I'll be in the hotel skating on rug in my hotel. So we talk about bruises and sores, and I was soaking in, in, in Epsom salt, and Tiger Bomb oh. was my best friend. I smell like a big Tiger Bomb uh, jar. Of, <laughs> it was a mess. So um, I trained extremely hard. I was probably in the best shape of my life. Um, and if I wasn't on skates, I was down there in a the gym lifting weights. I didn't go, I didn't really go out with all the guys and, you know, we party mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I was, I had a mission. And yeah, you were, was, you were there to prove yourself. Yes. I was pissed off. <laughs> I was, this is, this is the best way to describe it. I was angry. I was fed up with constantly fighting that somebody's got a bigger name than you that somebody you know yep. it's that constant that's the thing that we do and it's just like dude come on like yo just give me you give me a shot watch and that, that was that was the whole thing so that's how that was a short version of uh, of uh roll bounce and how that came oh, to me man, man wow. that's so cool that was a fun movie yeah. that was a really fun movie and yeah. then i want to take the pause off of what i like about you because you mentioned oh. that you amanda yep. Bynes and jenny garth yeah. What was it like working specifically with Amanda, who was such a genius for those types of comedic roles? She was always yeah. being compared to Lucille Ball. and um, You know, the first year it was like the sticky thing. You know, they, they took the, the whole Nickelodeon thing and kind of was trying to fuse it into you know, her, her new show of primetime television. And um, I, I don't know behind the scenes what happened, but I know that. I'm pretty sure Jenny Garth and even Amanda um, had issues with it because after the first season, our whole format kind of changed. Like mm-hmm. it was a lot more adult, like it was a lot more driven to, you know, the relationships of, you know, uh, Jenny and Amanda and their dating lives. And it just took a lot more mature kind of um, air. And I actually appreciated it because Amanda's, she's growing up. She's no longer the Nickelodeon. She's a you know young woman. So um, Dan Schneider, uh, who did all of the Nickelodeon stuff with her and everything else and still doing it, running, running the whole kid thing. He, I think he ended up, they ended up, you know, getting some new producers in there and some new execs, you know, uh, in there and uh, Will Calhoun and uh, just, and, and they kind of, changed the format of the show. Amanda at the time 
was a sweetheart. Um, she was just, you know, like I said, she was just, she was cool. She was, I want to say not wet behind the ears. She knew the industry, but I felt like she was more. Wet behind it. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, just kind of yeah. with life, you know what I mean? Yeah. With like kind of just being exposed now to like, all right, I, you know, I'm driving, I'm doing this and I got, you know, I got some money and I'm, I'm a young lady and what is this all about? You know? And, uh, and I, we would always tease, you know, tease and talk about it, talk, always talk to her and, and, and tease her about things. And um, in my role, here's the funny thing about that. They won't tell you this, but I'm going to tell you, in my opinion, when I was auditioning for What I Like About You, I tested with like, I felt like three to five white guys. I was the only black dude. I don't think when they wrote that, they were picturing me, a black guy being her best friend. They won't tell you that, but I, based on what I saw on the sides <laughs> and everything else, like, y'all pictured, you know, y'all pictured some white boy, skater kind of kid that's going to be her best friend. I look in the room when we're testing and going, okay, here's the thing. As we do, we size each other up, right? The competition, oh, yeah. you're like, you know? <laughs> oh, so, yeah. You know, and I'm saying, okay, now I know how this is going to probably go, but okay, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, they got, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. Now, I'm gonna do my thing, right? I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm. I'm gonna be black, but I ain't gonna be black scary. Where it's just like, oh, it's just too, <laughs> oh my god, he's just, he's just a thug, you know. I, <laughs> I can't have him on the WB. No way. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming, sir. Thank right? you for coming, sir. Please, <laughs> right. please walk out, sir. So, but I'm gonna, but I'm gonna give it a little spin, a little spice, a little, a little soul on there, as opposed to what they're gonna do. I knew that because these, I knew these white guys were gonna pretty much have a same genre of vibe to their thing. What would be different for me is being me and just being that cool, you know. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm likable on either side, from black folks, from white folks, that fine in between, that middle. That's what I went for. So I got the role. And I think I, I told I think I told Dan Schneider I was like, man, you ain't mean that to be no you didn't mean this role to be no no black kid. He's like, don't say that. Yeah, we're open. Ah, shut up. Yeah. And we laughed about <laughs> it. But being her best friend on the show, um, that that to me was like one of the things that was very very cool and very different. That you know what I mean. And, and there was no romantic romantic kind of you know innuendo with that. Everybody wanted us to do that you could tell people were writing in like hey when you guys gonna get together and i was like yeah. no it shouldn't that would be expected you know what i mean it's kind of mm -hmm. you know it's kind of it was kind of like uh with you guys uh with, with, with ben savage right daniel you guys started off as friends right if yes. i'm correct yes he yeah he stand me <laughs> right <laughs> right so um no they kept it where, where it was just like no Gary, my character had his own dating life. Jane Garth had theirs, and we just all came together in, in, in the end. But um, then we brought on new people, Nick Zano, and um, it was I just. Forgot Nick was on that show. Yeah, That's Nick Zano, right. and that was his like. Uh, I don't want to say that was his first first gig, but I think that was like I think first major thing. Uh, I feel like I could be wrong, Nick. So correct me, but yeah, I, I, I feel like it's one of his big, like his first big thing, man. Like you know what I mean on that yeah. scale. Um, and Simon Rex oh, yeah. was originally on there as far as that first year when it was kind of sticky. And that was tough because I had bonded with, because uh, there was only four of us. It was just me, Jenny, Man. Amanda, and Simon. It was only four of us. And um, when they were going a different direction and they he, and he didn't get picked, he, the show got picked up, but he didn't. 
that was that was a little tough, um, especially yeah. after he had just bought a Porsche. Oh yeah, it's like, don't buy anything now, season one. Never. Okay, wait. Ne- <laughs> right. This is what look. This is this is something I learned. Now, mind you, prior to this, I had already done fifteen years plus. I knew the game. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. first first season, you chill. <laughs> Yep, don't buy anything season one. Don't even sign a lease. Don't even sign a lease. Nope. (laughs) Month to month. Stay at the Oak Club and do season one. Yep. Month to month. (laughs) That's real. So I was like, well, he did. I was like, because I remember we rolled up with it. I was like, oh, that's nice. I was like, so I mean, you're. You, you, you sure you you good with like you know you, I don't know he's like no nah, that's gonna be fine be fine I mind you my mom going been there done that no yeah. no, yeah, no, no 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 yeah. he's still mm. making payments on that car <laughs> 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 right dude. Uh, oh, I want to talk to you about Boy Meets World and Train of Fools so do you yeah. remember getting that role I do uh, I do it was okay so check this out so. Uh, Michael Jacobs, your guys' yeah. big dog, right? Yeah. Um, he he was doing a show. And I don't know if you got because typically when we work with a producer, we kind of know their their whole run. You know what I mean? They're all their shows, their new shows are coming up with. But he was doing a show, a new show called Misery Loves Company. Yes, yeah. it's come up a few okay. times on Pod Meets World. Yeah. All right. Yeah. See, there we go. Now, see, now Misery Loves Company. Uh, it was a Dennis Boutikaris, uh, uh Chris was a Maloney, Chris, uh, and Julius Carey. It was four dudes, right? And oh, um, is that where he, that's oh where he missed that Julius. Julius. He, was, he was on our show multiple times. So yeah. Okay. So, so okay, yeah. that's where. So so you because started to see the connection, Jacob, right? Yeah. 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 So Julius Carey, who passed away, rest in peace, was yeah. a, ironically. I grew up watching him from a, a, a huge film called The Last Dragon. Which is one of the best movies ever made in the history of the world. Shonuff was one of the greatest Jonah. characters ever. 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 So, so check this out. This is, this is great. Okay, so I auditioned. No, I didn't audition. I'm sorry. I um, Oh, I did. Audition for Misery Loves Company. I got the role to play Julius Carey's son. Okay. Makes sense. I can see that. Yeah, right. I can see that. And it was a, um, it was I, I did a out of thirteen episodes I was signed on to do eight, so that technically was my first regular, and I was a regular series, uh, regular series regular. So okay. I had the job. We we shot. I don't even know how many we shot, but it only aired I think three. Yeah. And let me tell you, that was my first. That was my first regular series show. It just didn't take off, and. Michael Jacobs was real cool. He, he he saw I was bummed or whatever the case may be. And it was like, all right, everybody parted ways. Didn't think anything of it. Got a call. I, I want to say your guys' show was my first offer as an actor. Without having to audition? Right. Amazing. Wow. Nice. I really want, as I'm thinking back to all the work, I, do, I really think this is my first time being offered like, hey, you don't have to audition, it's yours. Michael oh, Jackson, just, still, just the best feeling in the world. It's the cool? best feeling in the world. Yes. <laughs> world, dude. Oh, and he, and he, um, yeah. he, he, I think he said that he was like, man, I'm so sorry that things didn't work out with the shows. There's a lot of political stuff that is, you know, you know, but I want you to go, you know, this has a nice little role on, on Boy Meets World. But of course, Boy, Boy Meets World, right? It was a hit show you know, at the time. Like, oh, I know that. That's great. You know, so, um, he's like, so yeah, you know, um, 
I want you to do that. And is, is that cool? Absolutely. So that's how I got on your guys' show. Yeah, now, what's funny, yeah. what's funny is that, that that set, the subway set, yep. little do you guys know, we use that same subway set on City Guys. No way. Really? There's an episode on City Guys where we're on the subway. And I kid you not, I'm looking around and everybody's like, we're rehearsal and just kind of, we're, you know, looking around and I'm, I'm quiet, and everybody's like, "What are you looking at?" I was like, "This, this has got to be." The, I said, I, 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 you, "I was on Boy Meets World on this exact set." Like, <laughs> oh my god! That's I was like, it's so different. Funny. Yes, it's got different little advertisements and things on it. But I was like, "It, it, this is it. This has got to be it." I was like, and just started thinking, like, "Well, actually, studios interchange a lot of their, yeah. you know, you know, rent, rent this and rent yeah. that." And they, so I'm pretty sure if I can go back and find the episode. Of city guys that you got, you guys have backed me up and go, yeah, that's it. That's yeah, that's it. so cool. Yeah, oh, that's so funny. I just, I, it's so. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, you know me in tangents, but you mentioned Julius, uh, and you mentioned, uh, I'm, uh, uh, his movie. So the Last Dragon meant so much to me growing up. Me too. That I just wanted to be Bruce Leroy. Yeah. And when he came, when he was on the show, um, we got to do we did a scene together where Eric is sneak attacking uh, Topanga everywhere she goes. <laughs> and he and I worked out a scene where I said, you know, if I jump on your back, he's like, oh, if you jump on my back, I can grab you and flip you over, like do a full <laughs> flip over the thing. And I looked at him at one point and I went, I have to tell you how important what we're about to do means to me because I feel like you're show enough and I'm Bruce Leroy and we're in the middle of a fight. And he's like, well, that's very nice of you to say. And I was like, you have no idea how important this movie was. Like this was my childhood was this Me movie. Too. And so the idea that we did a martial arts move together on set was like, I almost cried that day. It was oh. <laughs> awesome to me. Yeah, dude. I didn't even know I was working with him. Until like, because so the hair, his hair was low cut and short. Yeah, it's just, just so it, different. And it looks so different. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what, what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You are right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books Company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WORLD. Books, promo code WORLD.
You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment Professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. So back to Boy Meets World Train of Fools. Do you have any do you have any specific memories of filming that day, of being on set? Like, do you have any cool subway stories? Lots of partying extras. <laughs> I remember yeah, the extras. I remember, I remember that. I remember that was a there was a cute French maid. Uh, uh, Charisma that. Carpenter. Yeah. That was Charisma yeah. Carpenter. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I remember that. I was eyeballing her. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. I remember, I remember thinking, uh, I remember, well, everybody had a crush on you. I was. I, I remember thinking like, man, that day, yeah, look at the boy, she is cute as she can be. <laughs> Yeah. That was the yeah. famous subway episode too. It was the famous subway outfit too, wasn't it, Danielle? The, yeah. Was the, it like the orange? The orange. It's the orange. Yeah, wearing a short skirt and like I think white yep. tights or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I remember being nervous maybe the first run at it, but once once I got the gist of what was going on, then because I felt this, uh, I felt a little pressure because I didn't audition for it. Right. You know, something does, oh. you know what I mean? Like when we audition for it's like, all right, we got it. They want you know, me. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, to you already did. Right. Yeah. To offer. And then you do it and they're like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have gave it to them. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like. We're always second guessing ourselves. Always. Always. So do you I remember, that how cool. the, remember that week though, where we were getting, I mean, the direction that week. Did we have an audience? We didn't have an audience that no, week. No, audience no that, week. that was shot. Yeah, that wasn't shot with the audience, no. And we I kept was bummed doing, about that, too, yeah. by the way. Yeah. All the camera was- angles, and there was like 100 shots on one page for Jeff McCracken. Yes. And, it was- 
no music, but lots of dancing. Lots of dancing. Oh, yes. 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 It was pre-taped and it was, yeah, oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. It was a lot of like this miming dancing and yeah. most uncomfortable moment. Yeah. You're like, um, it's Wednesday at 11 a.m. Get your party on with yeah. no music. <laughs> Come on, let's go. You uh, know, people shaking the subway to make it seem like yeah. it was it was moving. And yeah, it was yeah. crazy. I also remember thinking it was cool to uh, work with uh, Ben because I was such a fan of Fred. Speaking of which, ironically, Fred directed one episode of What I Like About You. Oh, okay. Oh, that must yes, have been really did. early in his career. Yeah. Yeah, man. This is yeah. So Fred did an episode and when he and I saw his name, I was like, what? Fred Savage about to do? I was, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, I don't even think I I don't even think I mentioned to him that I was uh, maybe I did. Uh mentioned him when I was on, on Boy Meets World. But um yeah, man, I thought I remember being I was like, oh, that's cool, man. Cause I remember seeing Ben as a little kid tag along right behind Fred on films and um mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty cool. But I was a big fan of Fred, so I thought that was really cool. Well, and years after Boy Meets World ended, you would later end up acting with Ryder Strong in a short film. You guys yep. played you played a cop. Uh, it's called Lone. <laughs> did you guys reminisce about Boy Meets World when you were there? Well, well did we did we talk about that? We, we, I, we made the I, connection. We were like, oh yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I was like, how could I forget that? I feel, yeah, I feel like I, I feel like I had. I feel like I was the one that reminded because right. Yeah. I know how it is when you're on a series and you've done a hundred and plus episodes of something, and you got so many guest stars that have run through. I think I had to remind Ryder, like, yo, oh, man, yeah, do you remember Subway? Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> plus, that was that was the time when I was like blocking Boy Meets World out of my life. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, like, no, 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 that was when I was a kid. We're cops now. (laughs) We're cops. Please call me Officer Rigby, please. Oh, my God. Please refer to me by my character name, if you would. (laughs) <laughs> oh, so we remember you and me we took a picture i have I, I think it was like one of the right when like i just joined twitter so it's one of the first things i like tweeted out was a picture of you and me really like, yeah because i was so stoked because i got like the sh- the, the kind of holster that like the holster, goes yeah. over the sh- yeah. yeah and we were both like this is awesome we're so badass i was like let's take a badass photo like and so there's a photo of you and me just looking as tough as we can i'll post it it was amazing yeah. it's do still one of my favorite photos like wow we actually look like cops Pop, this is great do me a favor and send me that man because oh, i remember yeah. that i remember we were geeked yeah. out about the whole like the scratch oh, we, love, we were so stoked yes hilarious so yeah. plus how do you forget the subway episode i mean that week no. of shooting was is just etched in my mind almost oh, every minute brutal, of it because man. it was yeah, brutal. It was that was fun. A, that was not a fun. brutal sitcom it very was, rarely do you have a brutal week on sitcom yeah and so brutal. when you do it sticks out that was brutal that was a tough week it yeah. was I, I remember it was very very drawn because I mean, the, I, like, dude, the the, the your guys' lines, I, I I memorized them as I was sitting. Oh my gosh, dude! That Rebecca Alexa, Rebecca Alexa, Rebecca Alexa, Rebecca Alexa, <laughs> Rebecca Alexa. That's it was right, like, man. Supermodel who wants to date a high school girl, yes. right? High, high, high school guy, right, yeah. guy, girl. It like doesn't matter. Do. They're in high school. It's all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's all wrong for God's sake. It's all wrong. Oh, man. Yeah, man. I have another thing I want to talk to you about. So shows like Sister, Sister, Smart Guy, Moesha, A Different World, all of which you appeared on, Mm -hmm. have really seen a massive resurgence in nostalgia because of the limited representation at the time when most millennials were growing up. There wasn't Mm -hmm. a ton of black representation. What did those shows mean to black actors and their careers? And just as important, what does it mean to, to a black audience? Um. Well, 
Well, it means that our stories, when our stories want to be heard, they should be told that we have stories and don't want to sound cliche and that it matters. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, our stories are our stories are important as well, you know, to be told. Those shows uh, meant a lot to me because, um, especially like a show like A Different World, uh, along the lines of like the Cosby shows, because those are the shows that I grew up watching as well. Yep. And to be able to uh, actually be on uh, a show like A Different World um, was huge because it's like, these are shows that I watch. These are shows that I, I never would have thought in a million years that I would be on. Um, so it's important as a community, it's important that it's not even just the black folks, but it's important that our story is told to other folks. You know what yes. I mean? Everyone's story, you know, everybody who of, of uh, cultural backgrounds um, has stories and that these stories should be uh, recognized, acknowledged and, uh, and seen. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it just, it, 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 you know, back then, again, it was, uh, it was like now it's a little different, you know, it's a lot, a little better, it's a lot better, uh, a lot better. But back then it was like, yeah, man, it was needle and haystacks here and there, yep. you know, you get, a, mm. you know, you get these shows and, um, but yeah, it's just, it's, 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 again, it's, it's better. It's Good. better. We've got a long way to go, but it's still, it's better. <laughs> yeah. It also just showed though that good tv is good tv there you go that's what I, yeah. you know a different world is a great show it's Cosby a great show. show was a great show different, different mm-hmm. strokes these were all just good shows yeah um and i think that's one of the things i think good is good you yeah, know and when you get these shows life. it's yeah it's they're just good in the end so, yeah. it's good it's it's um you know you have again the what's happening good times and like you said all in the family and uh, Sanford and Son, all these shows at the end of the day, taking color out of it, obviously you have to see it for what it is, but if you take color out of it, at the end, it's just a darn good show. It, yeah. it, you know, it is what it is. So um, <clears throat> you can't take that away uh, and try to undermine it just because, oh, it's a cast full of black folks. No, does it make you laugh? That's that's all that matters. Is it, is it entertaining you? That's all that matters. Does it matter? So, um, yeah, those shows, man, are... Um, Again, they're they're etched in my mind. They all help me because I didn't take any. My first acting class or workshop, I think I was 20. This is like during like City Guys. And I just I went to do it just because a friend was running it. But prior to that, how did I learn? I learned by watching the shows that we watched and the shows that we were on. You know, I mean, just that's how I really got uh, to understand the comedy of of sitcom, at least. just by watching, you know what I mean, and and mimicking, and uh, that's that was my that was my acting school, you know. Well, Wesley, you are very important to an entire generation of kids, and we are so honored that you were willing to spend your time with us today, talking about some of your favorite memories. You've been an absolutely fascinating guest, uh, and it's been so nice to reconnect with you. So, thank you so much for joining us here today and and sharing so much of your story with us. Oh man, thank you. That meant a lot. Sometimes we, you know, we forget we get in our way, and it's like, man, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like, dang, you did all this work and you just kicked me to the side. Huh? Just, you know, <laughs> but that, but that, that means a lot. I appreciate it, and it was great to hook up with you guys and see you guys again. You guys look good, man. We all hanging tough, man. Yes, we yeah. are. We're we are we're hanging in there, and uh, <laughs> I I really hope we get an opportunity to see you again. We've talked about it a few times. We really do need to plan it, but we are planning on having a huge 
Boy Meets World reunion. And we oh, are wanting man. to invite as many people who are as willing to come. So if you're willing to come to our party, we would yes. love to see you in person and please. give you a hug. Let, let, please invite me to the pot. Hey. That's right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you so much. We'll see you again. Thank you, Wesley. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Man, that was so fun. So good to see him. He's endlessly fascinating. We have to have this party. He's been I want to see these people so badly. I yeah. mean, he. I want to talk to him about just being on the sets he was on. I mean, he worked with Sherman Hemsley. It's yeah. like, ugh. yeah, so television cool. royalty. Unbelievable. I love that he just like fell into acting too. Yeah, it's like, oh, I just learned how to act by doing it on right. every television yeah. show that was like casting. Yeah. So I great. wanted to ask him. That's what I one thing I forgot to ask him. I wanted to ask him where he was from. Was he born and raised in L.A.? I think so. Must have yeah. Been, okay. So he's, he's from around here. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know if he was from around here or he had he had moved in like the like the rest of us. Yeah. He's from <laughs> he's from L.A. and then he moved to Germany for a few years as a as a youngster. He lived in Germany as a young kid, but he didn't talk what? about that. So what? What? There's a story there. Oh, so cool. Well, I love how he remembers Rebecca Alexa, too. He just I know, Rebecca Alexa. We had to well, say it so it many times. <laughs> oh, okay. Was, we had to say the name so many times. Like, Rebecca Alexa, Rebecca Alexa. Well, thank you all for joining us for this episode of Pod Meets World. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. You can send us your emails, podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. And we have merch. Merch! Podmeetsworldshow.com. We'll see y'all next time. We'll send us out. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedle, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Maddie Moore. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon, and you can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303 mile range, available two-way charging and other category defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. 
Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions, and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only.